More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. listening to the award-winning truth be told with dt and telly on the award-winning 1017 fm the truth we are coming to you live from the american family insurance studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown milwaukee great show already we it could not be great without each of you truth nation thank you so much for continuing to support the show through your listenership okay somebody sending in pictures on the truth talking text line which is a what kind of car is that? That's interesting. 833-212-1017. What is this? What, what am I looking at, Telly? You know, uh, uh, what is that? You know I, I, those are pretty popular summer cars. That's all I know. Uh, I don't I don't really know what kind of car that is. Uh, oh, that's Madi. Okay, so Madi, happy birthday. He says, good morning, DT and Telly. Love y'all. I had a wonderful fourth. I turned 53. Happy, happy birthday, Madi. 53. He says, God is so good to me. I hope y'all's fourth was blessed. He been So, Madi been out. But, yeah, Ben, what is that? Ben Jammin? I'm as lost as y'all. I ain't going to yeah. lie to you. He outside, so, though. So, Madi, you going to have to. Is he? All right? He Look outside. At, man, he clean. He clean the board of hell. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about um, Senator Latanya Johnson's recent apology, which Truth Nation, based on the comments that came in, we ain't feeling her being forced to apologize. But one thing I really respect about Senator Latanya Johnson's statement is that she says, although I stand, I stand on my ground, I stand on what my message is, I'll apologize for using a curse word. But like Al said, let's be consistent because part of systemic racism is where you have policies or practices, practices that exist that result in and support a continued unfair advantage to some people and unfair or harmful treatment to other groups of people based on their race. And so all I'm saying to Al's point is if y'all going to make her publicly apologize, which to me is a de- derailer, you know, like how Telly be deflecting on truth telling with heads, you know, he'd be coming up with all kinds of excuses. That's exactly <laughs> That's exactly what this was. So, Senator Senator Latanya Johnson, we stand by you. We stand by you. We thank yeah. you for your leadership. We thank you for your commitment to protecting our young children, our babies who are being brutally murdered, and you want to give money to the suburbs and, now because, quote-unquote, violence is going into that area. Yeah, and, and the thing is with with this whole statement, Denise, it's just the way that it was presented, but it, it was so accurate, Damn. and it was so true, and the thing that frustrates us the most is because these are the people that are making decisions for places, people in places that they don't live. And they don't understand. And that's what she was trying to get them to understand. It's like, okay, yes, you all are just looking out for the suburbs and not really caring about what's going on in the city until it reaches the suburbs. Whereas it shouldn't be that way because you don't live there. You should care about the well-being for all people and all constituents in your district. It's not just, okay, the people in the suburbs, and then once the if crime reaches the suburbs, that's when it's a problem? No, it's a problem every day oh. in the inner city. 
Oh, 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 she said a bad word. Yeah. We can so use that. So let's focus on that. Oh, oh. Yeah. Distraction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. And talking about we can move on now. I So I believe, and Telly, I, I'm going to look into my contacts. I believe I know the Senate president if it's who I think it is. And so if if he's listening if you could call into the Truth Talk and text line, 833-212-1017, because I, I want to know what you meant when you said we now move on. Because that was very, to me, dismissive and condescending. And did I say the word dismissive? <laughs> and it was, a, it, was a, it, was, it was used as a distraction. So I'm just curious as to what you meant when you said we now move on. In other news, we've been talking about, throughout all of Truth Nation's broadcast, this proposed increase in the sales tax. And I really enjoyed listening to Sherwin break down, you know, the, the implications and the impact that this will have, especially on our community. I keep telling folks that are familiar with Milwaukee, it's a whole lot of us black folks in Milwaukee, but yet the decisions that are being made tend to not be in our favor based on the issues that we're currently facing. So sales tax, the vote takes place tomorrow. What, Telly? Common Council? Common Council, July 11th. is and, and here's the thing that we want Truth Nation to understand. Everything has pretty much been passed through. You're at a point now they're voting to see when and how much the state tax because it is up to the city and the county to decide what that will be. We know it will at least be a 2% state tax, but they have the will to have it whichever way they want it. So here's the thing. Uh, so the stuff like we didn't agree with in terms of like 25 resource officers will be put back in MPS. And I said this before, you have 25 MPS schools on three blocks in Milwaukee. So like, what is 25? Like, how did we get to that number? And I also think that I mean, not think. I know it's it's critical for this vote to get the uh, for this bill to get the votes that it needs to pass, uh, which is ten. Um, and you have five new common council members: uh, uh, Janet Protosiewicz and and all these people that just got on. They're going to have the pressure of voting on this state tax. But uh, when it to me. I just once again, they want to try and push this through tomorrow so things can be put in place by January 1st. And there's so many things wrong with it. I just don't see why rush this thing through and then come back and be like, well, you know, well, we had to take the deal. We had to do this. We had to do that. They weren't moving. Like, to me, this is not negotiating. This is more like, okay, this is what you're going to get and you either like it or not. That's what it sounds like to me. I, I completely agree with you. Now, here's here's the key, in my opinion, Telly, here's a key essential component to great leadership, effective leadership, is consistency. And yes. as voters, we have to hold our elected officials accountable to being consistent. What does that mean? From my perspective, if all of these, if you're saying, look, in order for this city not to go bankrupt, and cities do go bankrupt, as a matter of fact, a few years ago, one of the largest cities in this country went bankrupt, and that's Detroit out of Michigan. So I, it, is, it is a reality that cities do file bankruptcy, and then they're basically managed by the state. 
y'all, we already know in the state of Wisconsin, this is a Republican majority led state. So if we were to go bankrupt, I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, if what you're saying is that this sales tax increase is going to help from a police commission, fire commission, safety, et cetera, but yet when you have incredible leaders such as State Senator Latanya Johnson saying that you claim this money is going to now be going into the suburbs more so, or excuse me, let me say that correctly. You claim that this sales tax is going to help the city of Milwaukee financially and from a safety standpoint and provide pension for the police officers and any public service position. And I agree with that. I'm all for them having pension and not going and the city not going bankrupt. But Truth Nation, you best believe if that sales tax increase takes effect as of January 1st, 2024, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to make sure everything that you said, because if you look at the national level, President Joe Biden during his campaign, what did he say? I'm going to make sure that all student loan debt is, is dismissed. And where are we now? That ain't happening. So it definitely ain't happening. So let's just make sure that we hold our elected officials accountable because right now, Telly, I'm looking at the states with the lowest sales tax. I'm going to keep it real with y'all because y'all know the truth be told. <laughs> now, I'm a little hurt because in addition to everything else, I can't send all my shopping to my residents in, Milwaukee, in yeah. Wisconsin, okay? So, Telly, was, Telly had me cracking up <laughs> off, off the break because I was like, um, before we get into that, here are the states with the lowest sales tax. And don't act like I'm the only one, Truth Nate, because I know a number of y'all that shop like me and have stuff shipped home. You go to Chicago, you be like, ah, 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 ah. I don't want that 12% sales tax. I will have that shipped to Milwaukee where it's 5.6. Yeah. Those days are coming to an end, y'all. Yeah. This will be the last Christmas. But I'm going to have a suggestion for you once you you name off the states that have the lowest uh, taxes. All right, to all my shoppers <laughs> like me <laughs> who have their stuff shipped to, to Wisconsin because of that great sales tax that's going to end more than likely as of January 1st of 2024. New York, 4% sales tax rate. What? Wyoming, 4%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? You're right. Let me be even more specific because regarding sales tax on clothing, Okay. These are the states that have no sales tax, no sales tax whatsoever when you purchase clothes. Delaware. Uh, Minnesota. Montana. Montana. Nope. Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, and Oregon. Now, the states with the lowest sales tax, again, Oregon, New Hampshire, Montana, Delaware, they have no sales tax. And Alaska. Colorado. Oh, that means I need to do some stuff in here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm digressing. <laughs> 2.9. Wyoming, 4% in New York. Telly, I'm telling you, I am not the only one. There are there are hundreds of thousands of Milwaukee residents that shop and have their stuff shipped because we got 5.6 that are like, what? So in addition to everything else, y'all think it's a game that's going to be the last good Christmas. <laughs> that job. It's going to be like me. breaking news. Amazon has a 600% increase in deliveries <laughs> right? to Masula, Montana. <laughs> Most of them are by Denise look, Thomas. <laughs> Man, now look, in Indiana, so I've thought about this. In Indiana, where my parents live, sales tax is 7%. 
And so I was, I was sharing with Telly that I'm going to start having things shipped to my parents' house. And I was like, you know what? I'll take that back because I know my dad. Now, what is all this stuff you got on my porch, Denise? And they talking about signature required and I got to get up out of my chair. And, you know, I'm watching my country western show. Look, yeah, no. So I don't even want those problems. And who these folks keep banging on my door like they the police? Right. And they want my talking signature. About signature required. Now, I ain't about to be signing hey, look, my name. I don't know where Truth that's going. <laughs> Telly. Truth Nation. If you have any family members in these states that have low or zero sales tax and they are willing to share their mailing address, please let me know. The Troop Talking Text line is 833-212-1017 cuz this sales tax it, it it's important for a lot of reasons including for shoppers. I'm telling you that right now. And on top of that, you could get your uh pen pal game on. You find somebody who's incarcerated in Montana or something and start writing them because he going to get okay. out. And then he going okay. you know, they got to have an address. And be like, hey, man, you know, I'll write you, keep your company, but let me go ahead and get that Addy. Let me get that address. And for those <laughs> for those that are saying, I'll just create a P.O. box, let me put you up on game. They would already beat us to it. These these designers have said, we only ship to a physical address. I thought about it, too. The hustle's real. <sighs> That's why I'm like, y'all don't even talk about, like, the shopping advantages exactly. that we're losing. <laughs> so, so DT has a residence in Milwaukee, Dallas. <laughs> And Missoula, Montana. Montana. <laughs> ah! I just need one. Is there one? Can I get one? I only need one. Look, I'm sounding like a, she a, a Baptist there. preacher. She's going to go there I just need one section address. housing. We're like, all right, so where, okay. where can I get with the lowest housing where I can hey. just have an address? It's investment. It's investment. Okay, this is this is this is serious. I don't know why nobody else has vocalized their concern like, you, about having your stuff shipped home to Milwaukee. Right. I know I'm not alone, Truth Nation. You're like, why is no one tripping off this? They just ain't saying it. But I'm. I'm this is truth be told. I'm speaking for the shoppers in our community because we know we will go to Chicago in a minute, and when we get to that transaction sale, that point of sale. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 honey. No, no, I will not be taking this to go. You need to send that to my Wisconsin <laughs> 5.6 sales tax address. When and we come back from just break, that bill, too. <laughs> right? And they get bad, too. We come back for break. Jamie Foxx is doing much better. As a matter of fact, he was seen on a yacht down the street in Chicago. When we come back, we'll talk more about that. We've got some other interesting topics. And see, y'all, I've got a surprise for Telly and Ben. They, I didn't even tell them I was going to do this. But when we come back, CNN broadcasted a very, very interesting show about the legacy of the history of black television. It's a CNN original series called See It Loud. It premiered yesterday, and I'm going to share some quizzes regarding black television. Truth Nation, you're more than welcome to join, too. It ain't truth-telling hits with telly, but we are going to quiz Ben Jammin and telly's black sitcom knowledge, including y'all, Truth Nation. We will be back. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Good morning, good 
morning, good morning, happy Monday. You are tuned in to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We are so excited and appreciative that you are listening to this award-winning radio station, 101.7 FM, The Truth. We're coming to you live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Now, we are all, there's not one person on earth that has not benefited from black sitcoms. Yesterday, CNN premiered an original series titled See It Loud, The History of Black Television. It premiered last night. It is executive produced by LeBron James and Maverick Carter. And so this docuseries examines the historical impact that black sitcoms, whether it's a drama, sitcom, reality TV, have had on world pop culture. And I always tell people, there's not one human being that has not benefited from black excellence. Whether it's fashion, music, food, just existing. No one on earth has never, ever not benefited from black culture, black people. And so, if you are a fan of black sitcoms like me, I'm going to, I, I, and I just, this is a surprise, so y'all, the Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Now, usually we'll do Truth Tender. But I want to flip it, and we're going to do a quiz with Ben Jamming and Telly Hughes regarding black sitcoms. Ben Jamming, Telly, are y'all ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Now, for y'all that are Truth Nation, you know every Friday – we do truth-telling hits with Telly to test his black card. And I shared with Telly, I'm not worried about Benjamin, but Telly, doggone it, if you get any of these wrong, I'm permanently revoking your black card. Now, if you get them no right, pressure. you earn a stripe. Your black uniform, you're going to earn a stripe. <laughs> I believe in you, Telly. I believe Ben, I'm not worried about you. Again, y'all, wow. chime in, I don't know help why us you out. have so much confidence in Ben and so little in me. It's because I'm amazing. His behavior and his actions, Telly. His behavior and his actions. Go ahead. All right, here we go. <laughs> Y'all should see Telly's face. <laughs> this sitcom is a spinoff of The Cosby Show and originally starred Different, different World. world. <laughs> Bam. Boom. Yes, A Different World was a spinoff of The Cosby Show intending to follow Denise Huxtable as she went to college. All right. And where'd she Number go two. to school? She went to Hillman. Okay. Yeah. Off yeah. Now, you, uh-huh. got it, you got it right. No, so it's no, like that, Telly. Yeah. It's no, like that. Yeah, I'm just trying to make it seem like I. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he, he said, okay. You know, go ahead. World. You know what, Telly? Telly. In all in all seriousness, you you make a great point because the show Different World it is significantly tripled enrollment at HBCUs. Thank so you. it yes, definitely it had did. an impact. You're right. You did tell. You you're right, Telly. Y'all look look. He just get one right and he start sticking his chest out. All right. Number two. Good Times, a sitcom following a family of five in Chicago, starred comedian Jimmy Walker as the eldest son, J.J. Evans. What was his signature catchphrase? Dynamite! Ooh. <laughs> okay. All right, Telly. Uh, shout out to Telly. All right. And on top of that, where shout- was that sitcom uh, allegedly oh, look, taking look place? Showing off. Harlem? Ben. Harlem? Since you got so much confidence in uh- Ben, let's, yeah. Where, where, where did no, that take place? I, 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 you, I said Harlem, where did, it, where I, I, did I, that I, I take place? Where did that Chicago, take place? I said the question. You weren't what? listening. No, I said Chicago. It, I mean, I said where in Chicago. Cabrini, I'm sorry. 
Cabrini, Cabrini, Cabrini Green Projects. There it is, Ben. Cabrini Green Projects. That's okay. And if you know Cabrini Green, that's also where the the famous blockbuster film Candyman. Mm-hmm. But Cabrini um, Green okay. no longer exists, though, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. I think they turned you know it to what? a dime. I, I remember I dated this guy one time, and I was like, can we go buy Cabrini Green? And he was like, yeah, I can drop you off, but we ain't going by nothing. This is where they tore it down. <laughs> Anywho, I digress. All right. Now, these questions get harder, so don't get your chest too out, Telly. Here we go. Number three. In which comedian-led sitcom does the star both narrate the show and address the audience simply as America? Chris Rock. And uh, what? Bernie Mac show. Oh, wait. Hey. This is, this is, oh. <laughs> America? Yep, it's true. America. Telly, I'm impressed. All right. Man. Okay. Yeah, now, like, see, harder, like so she Telly. hates it when I'm right. My, but my she, bad, she rejoices, dances in the streets when I'm wrong. Uh, I hope we got a lot of these <laughs> on here. I, I just need a little bit of time. Now, right? these, these, are, these are getting harder. So this is where Truth Nation probably is going to need to help you out. Here we go. Though largely considered the first black sitcom, this show featured no black writers and was protested by the NAACP for its portrayal of its black characters, regarded as the first black sitcom. Ooh, I'm give you some oh. hints, Telly. You want some hints or no? I want some hints, yeah. Okay, here are your options Blackish, Sanford and Son, Amos and Andy, or The Jeffersons. Jeffersons! It's The Jeffersons! It's The Jeffersons! I go Amos no, and man. Andy. Amos and Andy is correct. Go tell it. Ben, what are you? What's, what's going on? Hey, hey Denise, how I'll tell you is looking at me right now. He's like, <laughs> I'm just saying. What a shame, Ben. You what know, a shame. Er, er, no, everybody had so much confidence in Ben. Let me keep going. <laughs> Let me keep going because it gets harder. In 1969, Diane Carroll became the first black person to be nominated for an Emmy for her role as the lead in which show? Do you want clues? Yes. Because you're going into the 60s. So, yeah. It was oh, before my go. time. No, it wasn't before. Okay, here we go. Anyway, Living Single, Amos and Andy, The Cosby Show, or Julia? Julia. That was too easy. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. This show, which premiered in 1975, was the first to depict a black and white interracial marriage on primetime television, and I'm not giving you any clues. Mm. This show, was, which premiered in 1975, Man, uh, was the I'm going to give you a chance to, to get it wrong. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there, and I, I okay. really would love to go with different strokes. I know it wasn't a couple, but it was the it was the white white no, this, father who had uh, adopted ben, ben two kids. I'm gonna... Benjamin, I need I need you to listen to the question to depict a black and white interracial marriage on primetime television. <laughs> and okay? they had black a and white folks. And they had a cleaners. For real. It's the Look, Jeffersons, man. <laughs> he got it right. Okay. The Jeffersons, that is absolutely right. Go, Telly! Right. You got it. I, I thought we had some questions that, about Martin. And there. wasn't that Lenny Kravitz's mama that was the the uh... that, that was Lenny Kravitz's oh, mom? Oh man. Yes. I you, thought we could you, have okay, some. All right. We could have something about the Jimmy Fox show in there or something. Or... <laughs> Speaking of Jimmy Fox, talk no, about congratulations, fancy. Telly. <laughs> fancy. I saw her at the airport a couple weeks ago for Essence Fest, and she was so kind and so beautiful in person. Hey, so Telly, congratulations. Not only are you black, but you have earned a stripe to add to your black uniform. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations, Benjamin. Look, Gene, Gene says, go ahead, Telly. They're coming in, Troop Nation. They're congratulating Telly. 
Because sometimes Telly Truth Nation and I, we be worried. We be like, okay, Telly, but you did good. I don't, I don't even know why they be worried. Now, you would be worried. What? You should be worried about me asking for my music. But I don't even need it. I don't even need it, Ben. But I won't mind well, if you play it. <laughs> Mike from Mill Road, Sir Chance and Gene, thank you so much for helping out, Telly. It looks like he didn't need it. So, again, continue to watch the CNN docuseries which premiered last night. It is called See It Loud, The History of Black Television, executive produced by LeBron James and Maverick Carter. They do have a production company, so shout out to them and shout to CNN for featuring what, again, will examine the historical impact that black sitcoms have had on all cultures. Damn. See, Denise, I thought, you, I thought you was going to hit me up. I know you ought to get to J.B. Fox, but I thought you were going to hit me up with some, like, okay, who was the white character Martin played or what, uh, what was his name and what was his occupation? He was the producer. Uh, what was his name? I forget his name. But, I mean, that's. No, but, like, he was. was this is my that show. was Bob. This, he he my, was Bob, Bob, Bob from accounting. I thought you were going to add stuff like that, like characters and, and, and stuff like I mean, that in black y'all sitcoms. Y'all can flip it. You know, but, flip it in, but, no, that was. My, my black sitcom. You know, that, that you was, to? you know, your quiz. That was cute. Oh, that was cute. Y'all. Y'all hear that, <laughs> Is that a challenge? Do you need me to amp up? Because I will. Look at you. You win one game and stick your chest. I'll talk about that. Uh, with a cute no, quiz. I don't win one. Right. I've, on a three, I've won the last three weeks of uh, True Telling. I'm hits. talking about the black the black sitcom quiz, but that's okay. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll keep surprising you and Ben Jammin. Uh, no, Anywho, we didn't ask you to do that. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 because you're you sticking your chest out a little too far. When we come back, we're going to talk about Jamie Foxx, who took to Twitter um, and was seen on a boat down the street in Chicago. So when we come back, we'll talk more about that. I'm just happy that he's doing okay. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 101.7 FM, The Truth. Here I go. Here I go. Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Only talk to bosses, not the second in command. Bringing talks to me, you better have a plan. Cause they don't have a cure for all my pain. The truth be told AKA with DT and Telly. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend and hope you are making it a great week. Breaking news. Our queen mother, Tina Knowles Lawson, who is the mother of our queen Beyonce, reportedly had $1 million in both cash and jewelry stolen from her home in Los Angeles. This was just reported. Uh, It looks as though burglars stole a safe, which contained $1 million worth of cash and jewelry from Tina Knowles Lawson's home recently. The Los Angeles Police Department said that the incident happened in Hollywood around 10.30 a.m. on July 5th. And according to TMZ, the break-in was discovered when someone from Tina's camp stopped by the home and discovered the missing vault. As we all know, Mama Tina, Beyonce's mother, is with 
Beyonce. Um, she's been on the Renaissance tour with Beyonce. She's also, she attended, um, I believe she was with Jay-Z at the recent Michael Rubin big party. So uh, we're just glad. Shout out to Mama Tina, Beyonce's mother, that she is safe. Those things can be replaced, I'm sure, with the combination of insurance and the fact that Beyonce makes a million dollars a day or per second. <laughs> They're going to be just fine. But again, breaking news. Yeah, no. I, can you imagine, like, you know, being at that level to be at that point in life to where someone calls you and says, hey, uh, Miss Knowles Lawson, just so you know, your uh, house was broken into and they took about a million dollars worth of stuff. Oh, that's OK, baby. What, what else you got? <laughs> what, what? I thought she was going to tell me something bad. <laughs> it's, t- it's Tuesday for me. Like, I ah, spent that on dinner last night. Uh, oh, that's kind of messed up. So, yeah, we probably that's should take care up. of that, huh? <laughs> do we need to file a claim or what, somebody, what do we need to do? Can somebody call Jake? <laughs> can somebody call Jake from State Farm? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is American Family Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> we laughing at her. That could have been her last million. Right. <laughs> I, yes. I was down to my that, last. <laughs> no, trust me. You can you can definitely believe that that was not mute, Telly. Mute. That you on your thank you. Yes. Sorry, y'all. This is live radio. Um. So yeah. Speaking of TMZ, Jamie Fox was not only spotted, but video recorded on a yacht just down the street in Chicago, Illinois. He was waving. He was throwing up the fist. So if you want to see Jamie Foxx, who apparently is is out in public right now, you can go to TMZ and you'll see a very cheerful Jamie Foxx cruising on a mega boat on the Chicago River yesterday afternoon. And he looks good. He looks vibrant. He looks happy. He was waving to fans. There was a neighboring boat that passed him and was waving and gave him a big, you know, hey, Jamie. And so I'm just excited. I'm excited to know that Jamie Foxx is, is back. He's healthy. He's in Chicago. Let me let me catch a flight. I'm going to let y'all go. Telly, go ahead. Take care. Uh, Denise, of the this, is, this is one of the weirdest medical situations because apparently <laughs> – the prayers have been answered. We don't know what we were praying for. We don't know uh, if it's all good now. The only thing that's kind of starting to connect the dots to me is there were reports that he went to a Chicago rehabilitation facility, and now he is being seen on the Chicago River. And I just think that is just that a that's too much of a coincidence. So, but once again, we're still trying to piece out. And I know some people will say, "Well, why does it matter? What? Why did it matter? What was wrong with him?" And I can I hear that part of the argument as well. But when you come out and you publicly solicit prayers and and uplift. But this say it's a private matter. It's that's kind of contradicting. But he didn't. He didn't publicly solicit prayers. No, he, but his, his wife. Made did. His, I mean, I'm sorry, wife. His daughter did. I was going to say, no, he ain't married. Yeah, his daughter did. He, he lied to me on the phone last night. <laughs> didn't his daughter uh, solicit prayers? No, his, and stuff? well, what I'm saying is that his daughter. She tweeted that you know my dad is okay. He's re- rehabilitating. 
um, you know, like keep keep him in your prayers. And then Jamie Foxx had tweeted, you know, thank you for all your prayers. But they never solicited. They never as, as we okay. all know. Okay. Jamie Foxx is extremely private. You know, I've seen him where he's walked away from live interviews because the reporter or the interviewer asked him about his personal life. He is extremely private. Like when he dated Katie Holmes, he would never say he was dating Katie Holmes. The only time that you really can confirm is because there were some times where they were out in public or paparazzi caught them out. But he's extremely private. I'm not surprised at all that we don't know and we probably never will know what caused his health scare. But I am glad to know that, number one, he's back because Jamie Foxx is one of those people that I just admire as you talk about pop culture. He's contributed so much, and there's a lot of celebrities that, you know, will publicly say, like Ed Sheeran, how when he first started and he didn't have any money and he came here from the U.K., guess who Guess who let him crash in their, like, 20,000-square-foot mansion in L.A.? You got it, Jamie Foxx. He's a big giver, um, and I'm glad to know that he's private so that when, when me and him go on a date, <laughs> y'all won't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still beaming from my Jamie Foxx encounter last. It was actually a year ago, about around this time of year. Yeah, when you know we ran into each other, had a little exchange, took a picture, posted it. Nice, it real nice. nice. Truth Nation, hit us up on the talking text line if you want to be involved in this conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Brittany says, "Right, Telly, I'm praying for Jamie Fox. Ain't no telling what's really going on with him. It's a little freaky." I thought he looked like a clone, LOL, but I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> the video, I mean, it's, it's not close up on him. I mean, it is him, but you really can't tell if he's lost weight, if he, you know, you don't know anything. I mean, it's just, you just saw other, Jamie okay. Foxx. But here's the thing, Telly and Brittany, he was also cited with Floyd May- Mayweather uh, a week ago. Oh, okay, okay. Where were they? Yeah. I don't know. My my son sent me the video. It was recent, and he was imitating um, Floyd Merriweather while he was with Floyd. I mean, again, y'all, Jamie Foxx is a private person. He's probably been out of the hospital. I, it, it would not surprise me if he's been out of the hospital for two or three months now. I, I think the problem is, Denise, yes, we understand that he is a private person, but for the people that were on bending knee every night praying for his recovery, you don't know if he's still in the hospital or he's in Cancun kicking it. Uh, but you still praying, Lord, let's get J.B. Fox back right. Well, this is this is clear evidence <laughs> that prayer works. How about that? He's back right. The prayer works. Uh, yes. Because he's definitely looking healthy on this boat. He was waving to fans, Jamie, baby, mama's here. I'll, I'll see you in Dallas soon. It's okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep these people out of our business. It's all good. Can you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine me, of all people, dating Jamie Foxx and not being able to talk about it? There's no way. That would last That's probably about why three days. Never that would happen like that would last. Thank about three you. Days. I was gonna say one day. Thank you. I give you. Be like, I give you a why, couple. You'd be like Denise. Why are you smiling? Why are you glowing? <laughs> I'm dating Jamie Foxx. I'm sorry. I couldn't contain it. I'm sorry. And then his PR team would be like, No, you formerly were dating <laughs> Jamie Foxx. You gonna be he like? Just asked us to tell you. Okay, I can't hold it anymore. Forget that NDA. We're dating. <laughs> hey, you know what? I would take three days with Jamie Foxx and losing a non-disclosure agreement because, I mean, I just – based on Jamie Foxx, I probably would lose maybe like 50 to 100K. 
that's probably what he would sue me for because he's just that nice of a guy. It wouldn't be like, you know, in the millions or whatever. But anywho, <laughs> we're so glad that our brother Jamie Foxx is back and healthy and looking good. Speaking of good, this is not good news, but again, it's a continuous reminder. You know, here's my question. And Ben, if we got to go to break, let me just let me just present this question and then let me know. Because Truth Nation, I have a question for each of you, especially those that are white. So I want to ask our valued white listeners, because I feel like we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Affirmative action was basically overruled by the Supreme Court justice last week, saying that colleges and universities in this country can no longer use race as a factor when considering admissions. And they overruled the student loan reversal, all these things that they're reversing. And I've had conversations with white people about how they feel about affirmative action. Some of my white constituents, friends, associates have said a lot of white men and white people overall were getting nervous that jobs would automatically go to people of color versus white people. And they've experienced that and they feel as though it's not fair. So then on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, if we start as black people to enroll only in HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, we take our money out of predominantly white-owned banking, financial institutions just to start creating our own, such as what they did in Oklahoma in 1921. So what do you want us to do? Because if we build our own, that's a problem. But if we depend on legislation to ensure that we have representation and access to equality, that's a problem. There was a reparation lawsuit for the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. And the the judge, which is an Oklahoma judge, threw out the lawsuit, which just sought reparations for the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. And not only did the judge dismiss and throw out the lawsuit which sought reparations, this judge said, I'm dismissing with prejudice, which basically means that they cannot file that lawsuit again. They can appeal it, but they can't file it again. Wow. Now, if you are not familiar, this took place in 1921, and it was a race massacre where white mobs went across the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and burned, looted, and destroyed the black neighborhood, which was called Green. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this. But again, Truth Nation, white or black, what are black folks supposed to do? Because I feel like we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. More to come. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. And now I'm here, and you're sitting there cold stairs, wishing we was here, when back then I'll be right there. But Truth I had Nation, the award-winning 101.7 The Truth is proud to announce our inaugural Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th, 
from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Riverside University High School in Milwaukee. We are bringing the community together for a family festival that will have something for everyone. There will be live music, spoken word, great food, healthcare resources, and free giveaways. So mark your calendars for this exciting event and come out to enjoy the music, the food, and fun at our inaugural Truth Family Fest, which is on Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Riverside University High School. The Truth Family Fest will be sponsored by Ascension Wisconsin and Educators Credit Union. If you're just tuning in, we're wrapping up, getting ready for Sherwin Hughes. Thank you so much. Telly, this really hurts my heart to read this, but of course, this is truth be told, so we got to talk about it. A Tulsa County District Court judge just overruled, overturned, and said, no, 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 regarding a lawsuit that was brought under Oklahoma's public nuisance law, saying that actions of the white mob that killed hundreds of black residents and destroyed what had been the nation's most prosperous black business district, which was a neighborhood known as Greenwood in the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, was destroyed by white mobs, looted, burnt down, killing people, And beyond those killed, thousands were left homeless and living in a hastily constructed internment camp. Three of those survivors between the ages of 102 and 109 were in the court, the Tulsa County District Court, when the judge, whose name is Carolyn Wall, dismissed with prejudice, dismissed the lawsuit with prejudice, which basically means that they cannot file the lawsuit again. They can't appeal. But again... This is reparation to recompense, or excuse me, compensate for the destruction of the once thriving black district known in Tulsa, Oklahoma as Greenwood, which historically was well known as the Tulsa Race Massacre in yeah. 1921. And that was also, if you go back and read about that, it was where Black Wall Street was. And it was just yes. such a thriving community where it was everything. There were so many black businesses and restaurants and everything. So it was basically blacks built up their own community, their own city. And then you had some white people that come in and just destroy everything, everything. Like you said, left people homeless. I mean, this is where. And dead. Dead. And and murdered. Absolutely. And, And so for one of the three remaining living survivors of the Tulsa massacre is in the courtroom. And as a person that has any sort of feelings, you're going to sit there and tell this person everything that happened to you is null and void. It doesn't matter. It it just basically treated like it didn't happen. And and it was three three survivors. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Three there, survivors. There were three survivors in court. And but I also look at it like this too, Denise. If my ancestors did something that was wrong. And I got to keep this going. You don't know what role this judge's parents or family members had in that actual act. So for them to go back and say, oh, they were wrong. We as black people can't expect that. I got to say this really quick because I know people are going to ask. So number number one. The three survivors were Viola Fletcher, 109, Leslie years old, Leslie Bennett Randall, 108, and Hughes Van Ellis, 102. They sued the city based on the Oklahoma's public nuisance law, 
which led to an unknown number of deaths. Now, they were seeking relief from the nuisance as well as to recover for unjust enrichment. The city requested that the lawsuit be dismissed with prejudice. Are you ready for this? Arguing that being connected to a historical event doesn't give a person unlimited rights to seek compensation. Are you kidding me? If it had been three or four or five black folks that went to a predominantly white suburb or neighborhood and did the exact same thing, especially in reference to a public nuisance law, I guarantee you, they would have been thrown underneath the jail. The uh, lawsuit filers would have received all kind of money. So again, y'all, are we damned if we do? Like, if we have our own, can we be great? Because a lot of white people are concerned that affirmative action will take away from them. But yet we have our own. It's a problem. Yeah, and, and real quick. Truth be told. Yes, and real quick, Brittany hit us up on the text line. Great point, Brittany. I was just talking to a white male about this. We can't win for losing. We don't fight back, we die. And if we fight back, we are crucified. He said, just keep working. Like, how long are we supposed to keep working? When do we get it like white people when and, and got it? Um, get it like white people got it by that i mean when we start killing and massacring people to be on top like white people did why is it okay for white to be savage wow Brittany, we Great hear way you to end the show we appreciate your thoughts we appreciate your texting in truth nation we always appreciate you listening and joining us on and truth be you, told Wesley. with I just dt read your and message, telly wesley uh-huh. i won't read out loud but thank you yeah you should I'm see that smile agree. wesley you should see that smile <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks, listening wesley. i hope you enjoy the rest of your monday hope we were able to kick your week off on the right way denise be safe safe travels. Thank you, sir. And we will talk to you tomorrow. You have been listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is up next. Peace out.